This is the South Florida Tech Podcast, a weekly show where we bring you the awesome, innovative people building our South Florida Tech community. Each week, we'll introduce to you one of the Sunshine State's top business, startup, or tech leaders. Learn about who they are, what they do, and have some fun conversation along the way. Our podcast sponsor is Emerge Americas. Each year, global enterprises, disruptive technology, and elite startups are highlighted at Emerge's premier tech event, Connecting the Americas. The event is held in Miami Beach, which to date has hosted organizations from over 40 countries and featured over 250 speakers from around the world. Emerge Americas is transforming Miami's tech hub by connecting entrepreneurs, investors, leading business executives, and decision makers. Really excited to uh, introduce one of our uh, longest uh, term board members, actually, for Palm Beach Tech and uh, the CEO of Dedicated IT, Mr. Adam Steinhoff. Uh, he's a born and raised South Florida native. Uh, he's a husband, uh, father, entrepreneur, runner, hiker. Uh, and if you thought that you were a really um, dedicated person, if you follow him on Instagram and see him running miles and miles and miles, uh, he is something else. Uh, with that, he's, um, as CEO, uh, he leads a, a very uh, diverse and large team out of their Lake Park headquarters, uh, supporting and consulting companies with 10 to 500 employees. It's one of the fastest growing, most capable, and full-service technology companies in Florida. And Adam himself has held pretty much every certification you can imagine from engineer to uh, trainer level certifications over the years. Uh, and with that, while some of those certifications have expired, that knowledge still exists in that wonderful brain of his. Uh, in addition, he's very involved in his church community, Pope, and uh, is, of course, a board member of Palm Beach Tech. I spent a little bit of time on that because Adam is such an awesome individual. Oh, gosh. Quit it. Quit it. No. Oh, wait, no. Keep up. Keep up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, you are a really neat guy. Um, you know, the, just that intersection of... Uh, you know, going out um, running every single day, it almost seems like, I know that's not the case, but that's what it seems like from following on social media. And then coming back and doing some, you know, next level technology work for your clients is pretty something. But uh, with that, tell us, tell us about Adam. Tell us about what you do. And I, I think you did a pretty good job uh, on your own there. But uh, yeah, my, my passion ultimately is to uh, put on some trail shoes and go climb mountains and run hard trails and push distances to, you know, 30, 50, 60 miles at a time. Um, that's uh, what allows me to kind of um, enjoy myself and uh, take the stress level down and then get back to, to doing work like you had mentioned. Uh, my day-to-day -day job as the CEO of um, Dedicated IT is to really protect the culture and the mission of our organization, as well as, you know, wearing the other hats that a, a standard CEO would, such as driving shareholder value and, and making sure that um, the company continues to grow and is stable uh, forever. So um, you also mentioned the fact that I was a technologist or is somewhat still a technologist. I do run a small uh, team in the company uh, that I've called DevGrew, actually, which is where innovation kind of sprouts and gets delivered on an organization. So that's fun for me, too. So you've been essentially working your way up from uh, 
uh, a tech now to the business side for a number of years. What has that transition been like from going to going from the guy who's working on the computers to the guy who's talking to people talking mm-hmm. about working? Yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting transition. Um, I think, you know, over the years, I as I as I moved, like you said, through that through that progression, um, I think what I really found out that I like to do is to cause change and to be innovative and to solve problems and to create things. And initially I did it on a computer by computer basis and then a network by network basis. And then, you know, as a, as a company that does hosting for many companies, you start doing it at a much bigger level, but then you start to progress um, kind of up the org chart into the business side of the house. And you realize that the core of me, or I realize the core of me and that I like to solve problems. I like to connect people. I like to create, I like to innovate. I like to push limits. I just do it in a different way now. And um, that was, that, that transition took me a while. And I would say, you know, still, still in it today. You know, if you're, if you're not pushing the boundaries and growing every single day, I think you're falling backwards. And I know part of, um, your your success is also very much built by uh, the team that you have around you, a mix of your your business and your technology um, guys. How has build, building that team led to you growing and again the the company growing along with that team? Yeah, I mean, I I am far from successful on my own. Uh, I would actually say that I was unsuccessful on my own, and that I truly do my best work when surrounded by a team. Um, I, uh, while I am a control freak and sometimes a micromanager perfectionist, um, I still realize that there are things that I just can't do as well as other people. And I look forward to getting the people on my team who can do those things and just letting them run with the things that they do best. So um, this company is successful because of the people that I have been blessed to be surrounded with. And, you know, something has got to be said for that on the culture um, that you guys have uh, brought together over the past number of years. I, I know at least from the, the folks that I've met on your team, that there is a, a fun camaraderie. I know you, you guys have some, uh, uh, some fun stuff that you've been putting in place too over COVID just to try and keep people connected. But uh, how has culture really played into all of this and making a making a home for people uh, at, at a company? I think that has been our secret sauce for, for many years. And in all reality, it's, it's a struggle now uh, for, for a couple reasons. One, the COVID thing makes it definitely hard to instill culture on new people who are joining our company and to keep that camaraderie, like you said, together. You know, the lunches that we used to have, the Nerf gun fights, the you know, whatever it was, uh, those things happened uh, organically throughout the day. And COVID is causing, you know, a stress on that and it's causing challenges. The other thing is just, you know, growing a company, uh, the size that we are and the speed at which we are growing is definitely stressing the culture as well. Because, uh, you know, we're not a small family business anymore where I know every single person. I know their wives or their husbands. I know the kids. I know what's going on in their personal life. And that connection that, that we have always had 
uh, over the years is is being stressed as we've gone from, you know, five to, to 10 to 20 to 30 to 40. Now, I think 60 employees in the last like couple weeks. So um, that changes the way that culture gets spread throughout the organization now, because I'm not the only person who can do that. So I need to instill the values of our organization and the mission into the leadership to then pass down on my behalf. Yeah. And, and with that, you mentioned the Nerf gun fights, uh, but on a, a lighter note, what do you think like is the, the dorkiest or nerdiest thing that you've done in the office to try and uh, have some fun? And I wish you would have prepped me with that question before I got here and I might've <laughs> got, I might've given it some thought. I mean, gosh, uh, you know, I, my team constantly says that I have 20 ideas every week and 19 of them are crap. So I, I don't know what dorky thing is the top, but I'm sure that there was, you know, hundreds of them, um, at some point. So I think, um, that touches on our company. One of the core values, um, well, it's not the core value, but it's, it's a core of our company is that we expect to try new things and be innovative and to mess up occasionally. And I give people full reign to mess up. Um, don't like them to do the same thing twice, but uh, trying new things means being a little vulnerable and being willing to, sometimes you hit it out of the park and then the other 19 is, they just flop. So I think you have to be okay with that. Yeah, and I, I think your company is about 60 employees now. Am I correct on that one? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we've added about 20 people since the first of the year, 25 people since the first of the year. Wow during COVID too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was a surprise to us, uh, not only having COVID, um, happen, but then the speed at which we continued to grow through it was an interesting phenomenon that, uh, that I think took all the, the leadership by surprise, honestly. So I, I would call you a entrepreneur through and through, but you know, you've, you've been at this for a number of years now, and now you have over 60 employees, I would have to imagine at some point, you know, you, you stopped and you said, all right, well, you know, this is great. We got here. We didn't expect to get here, but then what's that next step and that next step and that next step. Did you ever imagine being where you are today, where you're, you know, leading a company of 60 people being successful, having all of that? You know, when I first started my first company, I think I started, I was 17 or 18. And, you know, of course I did it because I wanted to do something awesome and I wanted to build a huge company and I wanted to be a millionaire and I wanted to, you know, all of those things you dream about. But in practicality, um, seeing it in front of your face is different than dreaming about it. And I constantly am kind of sitting here almost as a spectator sometimes as much as a leader and going, holy crap, like, look what we're doing. This is amazing. Like, so no, I, I never expected this, but at the same time, I expected this. It's weird. It's like a really weird feeling. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, you, you know, and you've done so as well. And you've mentioned it before. You, you didn't have a traditional college education. It was very much so like learning on your own, on your own terms with what you needed to learn. I mean, do you think that's kind of helped you in some cases 
lemon juice in some cases or you know is it just like the whole mix just came together in the right way yeah i mean i can't say it's the right path for everybody but it was definitely the right path for me um i was not good at standard go to this class do the homework uh regimented process stuff it just isn't my brain doesn't work well like that i like change i like pushing the limits i like trying new things and and it just school just didn't do well for me and luckily i found uh the right mentors i found the right teachers i found the right people my parents you know all of those people that encouraged me to kind of go my own way and supported me while doing it and it um it has allowed me to be where i am without student loans <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's allowed me to learn the real world of business versus the uh theological side of it but i think there is a piece of me that wishes i had an mba you know and and understood the full economics of the business um and in a way that uh, other people that are coming out of school do but i go back to the fact that i have a team around me and i have the cfo and i have um my business partner aaron and my business partner chris that i can lean on for things that i don't know or that i'm not strong in and with that you know you you've done i think a a pretty darn decent job you know for, from all accounts you know you you and and i know that you know college is um you know becoming more and more kind of a uh, you, you know, not a requirement in the technology uh, industry, right? Where a lot of companies have nixed those requirements just because skills are skills. But, you know, regardless, I, I, what I've always admired um, in, in, your, uh, in, in watching you and learning from you is the fact that you learn what you need to know when you need to know it. And that, that's, I, I think, a really important quality, you know, regardless if, you know, you, if you're working on a project and you need to learn something, you go out and learn it. And uh, not a lot of people, I, I feel like, do that. Maybe it's that entrepreneurial drive uh, in you, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it is something to be admired. And uh, anyway, I'm, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop over complimenting yeah. you. This, is, this but, is nice. Can we do this every day? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get, we'll just put it on the schedule <laughs> recurring. I'll work up a calendar of uh, of compliments for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I'm, I'm a big fan of ROI and going out and learning a bunch of stuff that you don't need to know in hopes that one day you'll use it, I think is backwards. I think going and, and learning um, on demand in real time or as close to it as possible is a, is a significant um, return on investment, honestly, in time. Other than that, it's just, it's static and it's waste. Yeah. So with that, the, um, the other side of Adam, the, uh, the, the family side, the, the, the outdoorsy side, uh, one of the things I've noted is that you are perhaps one of the most avid runners and, uh, outdoorsmen. I know a outdoorsmen, not in the sense that you're going out camping, but you're going hiking and you're going cross state, um, you know, adventure manning or whatever you want to call it. Uh, how does that fit into your life? You know, why, why do you choose to do that? And how does that kind of reflect on, you know, your, your ability to uh, be a, you know, a, a good leader uh, going back into the office? Um, so John Muir said that he'd rather be um, in the mountains thinking about God than in church thinking about the mountains. 
um, I can relate to that. Not that I don't, I mean, I still go to church, but I think there's something spiritual. I think there's a connection to nature that I get and a connection to God, frankly, that I get when I'm out and just experiencing his creation. Um, it gives me peace, um, gives me time to be alone and think about whatever it is that I need to think about at the time. Uh, but then there's also a very challenging component to it as well. Like I really like to push the limits. I like to see what my body can do. I like to see what my mind can do. And there is nothing like a 30 mile race uh, with 22,000 feet of elevation uh, change to really bring you down to the point where you're on the ground in a fetal position crying and wondering why the hell you signed up for this thing or started this trail and you think that there's no possible way that you can continue on yet you stand up eventually and you cross the finish line and then you get to the finish line and you're like I did that and I didn't think I had any more in the tank and yet I still think I could do 10 miles and that resiliency um, is really, really helpful at times where all hell is breaking loose around you or your patience has been tested or you just think that things can't get any worse. Uh, you can always hearken back to being in the fetal position on the ground, on the side of a mountain, alone, without a cell phone signal and finding a way to stand up and get it done. That's something, I mean, I. I'll be honest. I went on a two mile hike this weekend and I had a, about an hour workout this morning. And, uh, you, you know, that hour workout pretty much did me in, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, but you know, you're, you're going on like an all day hike. Um, and, and that, that's something I think to be said too, but you know, that, that dedication is really something in there. Um, going back though, you, you, you know, first and foremost, I, I don't remember, you know, you like ever talking about kind of business with you and thinking about, you know, you know, structuring your, your days without kind of knowing that, you know, you, you've prioritized your family very much so in life and being an entrepreneur, that's not always the, 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 the simplest thing to do when building a company. But, um, can you speak a little bit on that of, you know, what it's like to be a dad and, and an entrepreneur at the same time? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I would imagine if you asked my family, they probably would say that I don't necessarily prioritize them. Uh, there's a lot of things that are tugging at my time. Uh, but I would say that I do better than most. Or at least um, I like to think that I do better than most. And it's about, uh, it's about time management. You know, it's about keeping your promises. And... Um, you know, something as simple as like, my kids love to play Roblox. And I always thought it was silly and they'd come up to me and they constantly talk about Roblox and hit points and all this stuff. And I realized I was glazing over when they were telling me about it. And I was just kind of waiting for them to finish talking and kind of uh -huh them. Well, I decided, you know what, let me install Roblox on my computer and let me start playing with them. And the connection that I made with them uh, was significant. And, you know, I play maybe 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. But if you ask my kids as they're going to bed at the end of the night, what their far favorite part of the day was, 
I wouldn't doubt that they would say that the 15 minutes, 20 minutes that we played Roblox together, um, you know, or I drag them out on a hike and I make them, you know, cross a waterfall in knee deep water because I want to show them that they can. Um, it's about making sure that I have good date nights with my wife and that I'm staying connected with her and making sure that, that she's feeling fulfilled and loved and, it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's time management. My business requires things of me. My family requires things of me. My physical fitness requires things of me. My spirituality requires things of me. And it's just trying to lay it down on a calendar and make it all work. And sometimes, uh, sometimes I mess it up. Sometimes I do really well. And um, it's just a constant improvement cycle. Yeah, I hear you. We're, we all need to, to heed that for sure. Um, you know, other than that, I'm curious, are there any other hobbies that you have that maybe I, I'm, I might not even know about, like, uh, just some fun things you do every once in a while? Oh, man. Um, I like, I, I love fine dining. Um, I like to taste bourbons. I like to taste wines. Um, I, I like connecting people. So any, any opportunity that I have to introduce people to, to other people is, I would say, fun for me. Uh, I love, uh, you know, I have a, I have a mission, my own personal mission of, of having concrete evidence of the positive impact I make in people's lives. So I love being able to use my God-given talents and the connections that I have personally, and just the things that, that I have in my arsenal to help others grow their business or grow their person or meet physical fitness goals. So those are, those are fun for me. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm pretty, I think I'm a pretty simple guy. I, I work hard. I play hard in the mountains and make sure that my family is taken care of. And to me, the rest is just kind of extra. Yeah. So, uh, last question here before we, uh, before we start wrapping up, um, what is your call to action for our South Florida tech community? That is a great question. Um, I, man, it's such a, it's, it's a broad audience. So I think the, the leadership needs to, um, they need to respect diversity and make sure that they are not hindering, um, any protected class, uh, to build a company that has diversity, that has good, uh, a mission and core values and, and a good ultimately stewards of what you've been provided, both people, talents, money, whatever it is as a leader, as a technologist, I think that you need to really understand business process and figure out how you can help a business using technology rather than have technology and try to go find a problem to solve. You need to start with the problem. And I would say, you know, as new graduates, new people as their first job, really understand that, that working hard is going to be really important and what's going to set you apart from the others, as well as the soft skills that you bring to the table. Um, understanding group dynamics and, and um, being humble, willing to work a few extra hours, um, doing things with a smile on your face, understanding customer service. Those are all really important pieces that um, I think 
make you a more rounded leader or technologist or, or student or whatever it is. And the rest of the technology stuff, that's just go play and innovate and try new things. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, in this time too, like any, anything that, that we can do to, you know, find new things and, you know, build more inclusive teams. But, you know, I, I really think that, uh, you know, I, I'll say it this way. I know that I've learned a lot from you and as a leader. And I think that's, um, you know, something really to be said about the quality of leadership and the quality of entrepreneur is when other people can start learning and growing from you and your example. That's, that's really big. So I, I want to thank you for that, of course. And, you know, with that, we're, we're just going to really quick wrap up here. So, uh, you know, thank you again to Adam and, um, it, he, and, and I've been working on Palm beach tech for, I think over three years now. Uh, if you're interested in learning more, you can go to palmbeachtech.org. Uh, you can join as a member, um, our corporate membership start at $500. Uh, you can click get involved and get more engaged in the organization as well. And, uh, check out dedicated it, uh, just to see who they are and what they do. They have some really great, awesome people over there to do, um, do, do, really great work in the IT sector. So thank you very much um, to uh, Adam for joining us and uh, for his entire team for being a part of Palm Beach Tech. Thank you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. See ya. We'd like to thank our producing sponsor, Media Ops. They're the premier global media platform for technical communities with brands such as DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, Container Journal, and Digital Anarchist. DevOps.com, their primary brand, attracts and engages a thriving online community of technology professionals around the world. It is the largest collection of original content relating to DevOps on the web today, featuring up-to-the-minute news, highlighted stories, blogs, and more.